Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is June 16th, and our chapter for today is Isaiah 55. Now, you might not recognize that number, but you will recognize the many verses that are in Isaiah 55 that are quoted over and over again from pulpits across America. We're going to jump right into this, and let me just apologize from the beginning. I cannot do justice to this chapter in 15 to 20 minutes. This is absolutely a goldmine of instruction, of encouragement, of all that we know about our God that is so wonderful. Many of those character qualities and attributes of God are here in these verses. And so I'm going to just start with verse 1 and go through and cover, at least cover the surface of these passages, and maybe, God willing, at another time I can come back and do more. But Isaiah 40 through 55, and then 55 through the end of the book of Isaiah, they are so rich, so wealthy with truths that set our hearts free and encourage us and chide us and cause us to repent. Well, let's get right into it whole is the word. Alas, it's a word of getting your attention. Ho, everyone who thirst, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Oh, my goodness. How this passage opens up is saying there is an abundance with our God. You don't need money. You don't need gold or silver because that cannot buy his favor. God asks you to come. We spend our time, our money, our treasure Everything on things that don't count, that do not satisfy, that do not reach deep into our souls. Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. And the word there to delight is just that. It is everything that is good, that's refreshing, that is encouraging. This is what he says. Let your soul be encouraged, delight, revel in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David indeed I have given him as a witness to the people. You see, David is a testimony and a witness in his life and in his reign of the mercy and goodness and kindness of God. David exhibited that. 
I know he was a sinner, and I know he stepped out of bounds. I know he lied, he murdered, he committed adultery, all of those things. But the tenor of David's life was not that failure. It was success as he sought God with everything that was within him, and he had the attributes of Hesed that filled his life from the beginning to the end. And God gave him as a witness to the people, a leader and a commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know, and nations who do not know you shall run to you. Isn't this true of Israel today? Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. He's talking about the nation of Israel here. And then he says, In verse 6, a very familiar passage, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him when he's near. Why should we do that? Because there is no promise that God will always be asking us to come to him. You see, God in his great mercy reaches out over and over and over again. As a matter of fact, the psalmist said, surely the goodness and mercy of God, the goodness of God, Tov, and the Hesed of God, Psalm 23, shall hotly pursue me, shall chase after me all the days of my life. David knew that God was chasing after him, and that's why he would run to him. Left to our own, as we saw in Isaiah 53, we'll turn astray, we'll go astray, we will stay astray if it were not for the drawing hand of God always wooing us back to himself. And then he says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. God pleads with us, stop your wickedness, stop your wrong thoughts. In your own mind, get control of your thoughts. Your thoughts will lead you astray and they'll lead you into praxis and bad habits that are not good. And so he says, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord. Why would he do that? Because the Lord will have mercy on him. And if he returns to our God, he will abundantly pardon. And the word there is God will cut you loose. God will set you free. And he will do that abundantly. The word is Rabbah. Many of you have come to Israel or you've taken a bit of Hebrew and you remember Todah is the word to say thank you. But if you want to say thank you very much or thank you overflowing or abundantly, you say Todah, yes, but then you say Rabbah. Todah Rabbah. And that means very much stacked on top. That's the idea. And he says that God will have mercy when we return to him. And when we return to our God, he will Rabbah. He will abundantly pardon us. He loves to do it. That's his nature to do that. And the sacrifice has been made. The sacrifice and debt has been paid. And so he says, God will pardon you. He will cut you loose. He'll set you free. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Here's why he says this. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Paul picked up on this in the book of Romans. Nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is so important that we get this. Sometimes we act like we're God. We think we know more than God. We speculate. We wonder. And no one wonders well. When you say, I wonder if, you're always headed down a slippery slope that leads to something bad. In the South, a combination of sentences go like this. I wonder if, the next phrase is, I'll bet they, I'll bet he, I'll bet she. 
We have this tendency to just go from bad to worse, and God says, that's not the way I am. As the heavens are higher than the earth, as the Shemayim is higher than the Eretz, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. And then he gives this great analogy, for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, do not return there, but to water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. And then in verse 11, he says, so shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me empty. Void is what we have. When my word goes out, it's not vainly put out. It's not put out in an empty fashion. He says, every time my word goes out, it's going to plant the seed. It's going to water. It's going to do exactly what I set it out to do because he says it will not return unto me empty, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing that I've sent it. God always has the final say. It says, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all of the trees of the field shall clap their hands. These analogies that God brings to our minds, many of them are poetic that help us to get an idea of the concept that he is the creator and ruler of heaven and earth. Do you remember when the Lord Jesus came from Bethany? And he topped the Mount of Olives and he started down that western slope of the Mount of Olives facing Jerusalem. The scripture says that people put palm branches out in front of him, which is an ancient sign of victory. All you have to do is look at the ancient coins of the revolts from 67 to 70 and then the Bar Kokhba revolt in the 130s and you'll see palm branches on the money and symbols everywhere because it's a sign of victory. It's a sign of freedom. And they put these in front of the Messiah, the Lord Jesus. And uh, the scripture says that there were people there that were praising him and singing Hosianna, save us now, Hosianna, save us, and then not now. And so as they were doing that, his disciples were told by the religious leaders, make the people stop that, make the people stop that. They're making him to be a Messiah. They're making him to be God. Like he's going to provide salvation. And of course, that's exactly what he did. But the Lord Jesus knew what they were saying, heard what they were saying and said, now listen, if they were to be quiet, the very rocks that are beneath my feet would begin to cry out because it was his time. You say, is that just poetic? I don't believe so in this case. That's why I said sometimes it's poetic and analogous. Other times it is for real. And that's just like, well, people say, well, you know, does he walk on water? Yes, he did walk on water because you see the creator had come on top of that water and those molecules of water hardened beneath his feet. After all, he is the creator. He is the sustainer of all that there is. And when we understand that, it makes a huge difference in our lives. And let me remind you again, God takes this creator thing very seriously throughout all of the Bible. 
And so he says, there's going to be rejoicing because the Lord is among his people. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that will not be cut off. These chapters are filled with encouragement, with hope, with promises that God would do for Israel and later for the whole earth. You see, God is, according to the prophet Isaiah, not just the God of Israel, but he is the creator and the God of all the earth. Be encouraged, child of God, for on the way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.